Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Among other things, this morning uh, we're paying some tribute as we did yesterday to the late Des O'Malley, a Limerick TD, of course, minister on multiple occasions, uh, including, it should be pointed out, in the business area and that uh, had a big impact uh, locally and across the Midwest with uh, bringing industries here uh, to um, and uh, leader of uh, the Progressive Democrats. And uh, we had uh, an interview with him a few years back, which we've uh, podcasted live95.ie. You can find it on Twitter as well. And we were talking about um, his book that had come out, his uh, memoir during that interview. And I was also amused by the fact that Bill Clinton's book, for example, goes on forever. You've had such a varied life. We barely touched on it uh, this morning, but your memoir is only 236 pages long. Um, it, it, it is. For, the, for this reason, I explain it in the introduction, is that it's, it's not history. It's uh, impressionism. It's my impressions of certain things that happened during my public life. And um, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to write history. History is, uh, you know, something that I think should ideally be written by a historian uh, and in great detail. Uh, I don't go into that sort of detail um, in, in this book, but I give impressions, my impressions, uh, of what happened and uh, the taste that certain events left in my mouth. Right, that's uh, the late Des O'Malley who's passed away at the age of 82. Now Ty Carney of Ty Carney Jewelers on Thomas Street in Limerick, uh, well known in the business circles. Uh, but also he was involved in the strategic direction of the PDs uh, from its launch and uh, ended up being a close advisor to various people, including Des O'Malley and a close friend of his as well. And Tyg is on the line. Good morning to Tyg. Um Good morning, Joe. And, and I believe you had quite a bit of contact with Des in uh, late years as well it was uh, and i i i am um, uh i was just amused by that except that you play there because he was very clear in his mind that, that what he wrote was a memoir not a, not a biography and i know people think, think sometimes that that's a bit pedantic now i think he was being a bit a bit a bit uh, modest of saying that they were his impressions for what he, he was putting down were his own experiences of parts of history that he had participated in. And, of course, he is now the last person linked to that history because that whole era of the early 70s is the last person who was alive. But I also remember that interview quite well because um, you might have recalled you and I had some conversation about setting it up and he did it deal with that he would do it for 10 minutes. And you managed to angle about 45 minutes out of him. And halfway through, he gave out to you mm. for keeping him on the air for so long. He did, that's right. <laughs> uh, uh, and I thought it was a very, very good interview. Uh, and it, it is actually uh, a bit of a living memoir in itself because he was into a lot of things today in that. And anybody who's interested in that era certainly should go back and listen to it. So tell me about the setting up of the PDs. As I say, you were involved in that, Tyg. Why did it work then in the mid-80s? Because the idea of setting up a whole new political party, I mean, most people were saying that was a crazy notion then. <clears throat> I'll do this slightly back to front, if I may. 
long after the TDs was dismantled and had, you know, achieved so much, really, and had turned Irish thinking around in a lot of ways. Michael McDougall made a speech in Dublin where he was supposed to have been rumbling about the idea of finding a new party again, and he made the remark that, that there was a gap in the market, but it was there a market in the gap. And uh, I suppose at the time, uh, the, the the political environment wasn't as diverse or as interesting now uh, as it was when Des uh, started off uh, in the days of the PDs. There was huge rivalry between Charlie Hawkey uh, and uh, Gareth Fitzgerald. That was kind of a big dominant situation. But the real dominant situation was a two-and-a-half-party system we had since the foundation of the state, which was basically Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael, Labour, and maybe somebody other, like Clement the Public, there, who came and went. Um, and there was a frustration, I think, at that time in the country. Uh, and when he did found the, the, the Progressive Democrats, there was a huge surprise at how quickly it, it took off. And the reason he was so hesitant in taking up and founding that party was he was determined not to become like people like Neil Blaney, who had a kind of an, an independent thing of all above a male, sorry, above a Donegal, which were big parties. He didn't want to be seen to be an anti Fianna Fáil party. He, he wanted to have a party with a modern agenda that was relevant. And I suppose the big thing where the, where the mold was broken, to those of us who can remember back that long, Back in those days, we were a very, very conservative society. And Des himself came from a very, very conservative society. But he changed his, his, his mind over his views on issues over the years. And if you were progressive on liberal issues, on liberal issues, then you had to be on the left because there was nobody on the right, on the centre-right of politics uh, who was involved on the liberal social issues. Fine Gael was trying to but not succeeding. And if you were um, uh, centre-right, I suppose, on social issues, you had to belong to Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael. And what the Progressive Democrats did in a funny sort of way was it was centre-right on the economy, but it was centre-left on the social issues. And that's the gap that is filled at the time, and there was a hunger for that gap. Uh, and that's, for example, I think why, for example, right throughout this period, it had more or less 50-50% leadership in terms of all deputies in, in, in terms of male and female and so on. Because a lot of were very, very bright, talented people who had not been involved in politics before got involved with it. And, and tell me, Tyke, how do you sum up Des O'Malley, the man and the politician? Well, you see, Des was, was of a kind of a different generation to me. Uh, when I got to know Des, first of all, he was nearly 20 years older than me. And when I was in my early, in my early mid-20s, uh, that, that's a huge difference. That's a lifetime of a difference. So the Des O'Malley that I knew in the early days was kind of an iconic figure, already hugely established, already a huge national figure. But it was in later years that I was very privileged to have got to know him personally after his retirement. And I saw quite a lot of him in recent years. I saw quite a lot of him in, 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 in even in the last couple of years. And in fact, the, the last phone conversation we had was within the last six weeks or so, you know. So the, the, I knew two Desomalis. I knew the iconic figure. But the great privilege was to get to know him personally in, in, in later years. Um, he, you remember when you were a young reporter, he was very bright, very intelligent, very able. 
He was also uh, acerbic. <laughs> uh, some people say that the word catchy was invented for him. Um, if, a, if a reporter, uh, a young reporter didn't have his facts and asked a question, uh, shall we say, in an uninformed manner, they would get lectured very fast as to how the how the how the question should be asked mm. before it was even answered. You know, yeah. like he was he was very much kind of a person of two parts, but he was also somebody very funny, very witty, very charming. And um, I suppose the most remarkable thing I was thinking about this morning: we're here now, we're celebrating a hundred years of the state, more or less, nineteen the twenties to now. And death came to prominence in the very early seventies which is exactly halfway through that period, the first 50 years, uh, when the arms trial happened. That was the second part of the half century uh, of the state. And that's and at that stage, Jez would have been a profoundly conservative kind of Irish Catholic, young, bright lawyer and everything else. But of course, he became minister for justice at a very young age. And yet when he formed the Progress Democrats 14 or 15 years later, he was a much more more of a European liberal, open-minded person, and I remember him being asked once the question, "What what had turned him from being that extremely conservative?" Uh, he was a young man in an old man's party, but he fitted very well as a young man into, into an old man's party in Senior Paul. But when he was asking what changed his mind over the years, and he said, "I have teenage teenage children," so he was very much that kind of transformation from that conservative founding state to the modern progressive liberal state, very European, very outward-looking. Um, and I suppose, in a way, his own kids can take some credit for that because he did actually listen to people. Contrary to what people thought of him, he did listen to what was happening around him and he did absorb, absorb what happened around him. And I think he's, he'd be greatly missed um, because he was also kind of one of a kind in the sense that he had a very distinctive voice, a very distinctive accent. To a certain generation, uh, when you heard his voice on the radio, uh, you didn't have to ask who was speaking. You know, he had done amateur dramatics in school on, and so on, and he, he had this very, um, you know, uh, I sometimes tell the funny story when you're you up and you say, Hello, hi, this is Des O'Malley. You, 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 you know, it was like a Shakespearean actor talking to you. <laughs> You know, yeah, uh, and you remember the morning that you did that long interview with him, which was supposed to last at, at 10 minutes, and you grabbed 40 minutes out of him, you know, and he gave out to you on air. You know, there was that kind of, like, there was something very um, uh, very intelligent, but also very un- unrehearsed and very natural about him. Yeah, absolutely. And he certainly, he certainly didn't, it wasn't the product of any terribly prone school of communication. I mean, you got it from there straight between the eye and you liked it or you didn't like it. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, one of a kind, that is for sure. Thank you for that uh, warm tribute to, to your friend Des O'Malley today. Ty Carney, of course, uh, well known yourself, not only for the PDs, but uh, for your jewellery business and Limerick Chamber and lots of other things, aviation that you've been involved in. Uh, we do appreciate your time and we'll hear from former minister um, Jared Collins later and Stephen O'Burns as well, a Limerick man who was heavily involved in the PDs. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.